May the Lord give you his peace. Um, We have some really wonderful moments in the passages from uh, Scripture today. Uh, In the first reading from Acts 13, we've got this sermon from St. Paul. He's kind of giving an overview of salvation history and uh, kind of culminates in David and the prophecies of David, which would be the Messiah, the son of David, that Jesus fulfilled. And uh, so you've kind of got Paul giving a little kind of Jeff Cavins Bible timeline class, you know, and thumbnail sketch of just kind of this history. The Jews were always so aware of their history, how God was at work in their history. And, uh, and then in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, we have this uh, teaching from Jesus that there are some people who are chosen and sent and uh, that if you, he's going to send people, and if you receive who he sends, you receive him. And if you receive him, you receive the one who sent him, God the Father. And um, I want to pull these, these two ideas together. Um, we believe that God is real and that he is present and active and at work in the world. We believe that. How is God present and active and at work in the world? Great question, huh? How can we discern and uncover and find uh, how God is at work? Well, we look to the Bible. The answer's in the Bible. (laughs) And St. Paul gives us a great kind of um, uh, a clue where to look. Um, We know that God was at work in the Old Testament establishing a people. He's a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. Just as the Spirit brought order, cosmos out of the chaos. So when God established his people, there was a structure, there was order, you know, and Paul gives you a highlight of that. You know, in this era, there were the patriarchs and then the judges and and then, you know, the structure of leadership in God's people, which came from God himself. It kind of culminates in David, the king, David, the king, and, um, So God was at work, you may say, kind of an institutional model. And that came from God. And uh, that's important because when Jesus arrives, the actions of Jesus, particularly in establishing the church, is rooted in what God had already been doing in the Old Testament. So why does Jesus choose 12 apostles? It's not a random number, you know, and he makes them the first bishops. He said, St. Peter is the first pope. It's uh, the structure of the church that actually comes from God himself. So we can find and know how God is at work in the world through the structure of the church. These are the ones chosen and sent. And we receive the ones he sends, we receive him. So the pope, the office of the papacy, the bishops over a diocese, the pastor over a parish, uh, and a superior in a religious order. <clears throat> it's, it's important to know that these things hold together in a structure that is um, from God himself. All right, sometimes people are like, I don't like organized religions. Like, what are you, like a closet anarchist? You know, like <laughs> God is a God of order. And he, this structure, the institution of the church and the hierarchy, the pope, the bishops, the priests, the superiors, and the father of every family, really, that order, that structure comes from God, and he's at work there. So he's at work. It's, it's awesome. 
I had an experience of that this morning. Um, we got word that our brothers who are up for priesthood and our brothers who are up for diaconate, quote unquote, receive the call. There is a formal process by which they get approved. And once they're approved, there is a letter that comes from the cardinal himself. And in the letter is like stating like, we've been working with you. You know, you've been formed. We get to know you. And I am here to say, you are called. And so we sit the guys down. We read the letter. And it's like this formal thing. We're going to have a party tonight as well. <laughs> uh, you know, Mother Church is calling you to priesthood or diaconate, to, to orders. You know, it's an experience of the God at work in the institution and the structure of his, his church. And that comes from him. Now, there's another way God is at work in the world known as the charismatic or prophetic kind of model. And um, sometimes people want to set the institutional structure model against the charismatic prophetic model. And they're not against one another. It, they're, they're together. They're together. And uh, so there's always been prophets. Think of the Old Testament. You know, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, like the prophets, Elijah. And uh, they're there prophetically speaking God's word as well. Um, and sometimes calling people, including the institution, to reform and repentance. You know, that happens even to our own day. There are prophets that are chosen and sent by God to deliver his word. They need to be listened to and accepted because they're coming from God. You know, There's a, they're a messenger or an emissary or an ambassador from the Lord. St. Francis said that of himself, huh? He went, went around saying, I am the herald of the great king, you know, like announcing his, his word. Uh, today, St. Saint, Saint Conrad, who was a brother in Deutschland, he's known as Heilige Bruder Conrad, you know, he was not a priest, he was... You know, not a bishop, or he was a prophet. He was holy, and uh, he had a fruitful kind of ministry at this door as the porter, kind of welcoming people. Like, we do that, huh? We do that here. Did you catch the opening prayer? It was a little humor, you know? <laughs> Merciful God, through the service of St. Conrad, you were pleased to open wide to the faithful the portal of your mercy, you know, like the door of mercy, year of mercy. Hashtag year of mercy. Yeah, I get a bonus point for mentioning that. Go through the door, the portal. Anyways, who says that Catholics don't have a sense of humor? Um, so there are prophets, the charismatic prophet who is also chosen and sent and is, is you know, God at work and, and active in the world through his prophets. Now, um, that being said, side note, but it's an important side note. The people that God calls and sins uh, are not perfect people. Okay, so once a guy becomes the Pope or a bishop or a priest, it doesn't mean that all their faults go away and that they're perfect and they, everything they do is perfect. No, no, they're sinful. You know, like the Pope goes to confession. Cardinal Dolan goes to confession. Father Luke goes to confession often, you know. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're going to, everything's going to be said and communicated perfectly. You know, like sometimes it happens, something comes out and there's all these press conferences to clarify because it wasn't worded so well and it's confusing. So that can even happen even with the Pope. It doesn't, once he's the Pope, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and even the things he says and teaches is going to be like, 
like a pure like fiber optic cable directing you like thank you Verizon this like you know direct straight community you know it, the word of God comes through the humanity of those that are chosen so for example when Pope Francis speaks Spanish he speaks with an Argentinian accent it's a little different than Mexico right sister yeah um, and even the prophets you know, the prophets were kind of like funny, kind of fringy, kind of out there kind of people, you know. And if you met a prophet, you may be like taken aback, like, whoa, can God speak through that person? They're a little weird, you know, they're weird for God. Um, yeah, the humanity of the prophet does, you know, doesn't mean St. Conrad, St. Francis, they sinned. They made mistakes. They went to confession. Um you get somebody like a St. Faustina, the Divine Mercy Saint. She's having visions, apparitions, and messages from God. And in her diary, you'll notice that Jesus is always telling her to submit the things to her superior, to her confessor. And if her superior or her confessor said, no, 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 let's not do that or whatever, Jesus told her, be obedient to that. So it's beautiful to see how the institutional, structural kind of way that God works in the prophetic, charismatic way that God works, it kind of fits together. They're not opposed to one another. So sisters, even the sister who's the superior of this convent, the local servant, is that you? Mm-hmm. Um, guessing she's not perfect. And that's okay. You know, we can, we can believe that God is at work and present and will speak to us through imperfect people. So we don't have to worry about the faults and failings of the ones that God is using. Now, that being said, let me conclude by issuing a call, uh, which I think the Lord is calling to us through these readings today. The first call is to have a heart that is open and looking for the Word of God. You know, we need to have hearts and minds open, like we want to receive God's Word. Who is going to be the ambassador or the emissary from God today? Like, I will be receiving his word through, you know, the prophet or through the structure, you know, to to be open, to be looking for it, you know, that God will come and speak to us through uh, these people or through a prophet. Maybe you'll run into a crazy person on the sidewalk. There are a number of crazy people on your sidewalk out front right now. (laughs) And, you know, they may be mentally ill or who knows whatever else might be going on there may be a word that can come to you through them, through a conversation or through an encounter. And even if the person themselves kind of doesn't have their act together, sometimes God loves to use people like that because then it's become really clear it's from God. You know, like Mother Angelica, she was one of these people. If you knew her, you'd be like, oh my goodness, this lady is a piece of work. She was so kind of funny that look what God did. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, this must be God, because, like, this little nun from Ohio knows nothing about anything. She's got $200 in a garage. She founds the largest media empire in the world, secular or religious. Whoa, EWTN. Get a little bonus point for that, too. Um, So to be open, to be looking for that word of God that may come to us, and to be, you know, ready to receive, because it comes from God, ultimately, And then the second call is to be open that maybe God wants to use you, that you could be an instrument to deliver his word to somebody. And uh, so today we pray for the grace to be open to the coming of his word and to receive. Amen.